it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by. Hey guys! Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin in LA. Mike is over in London. Hello, sir. Yo. He's in a new flat. Things are happening. It's a new life out there. It really is. I'm huddled at my kitchen table because I have nowhere else to record. Oh my lord. This is just just slumming it. Where and where where are you about these days in, in London now? I live in Reading now. Wow, okay. You gonna go to Reading Festival, bro? I am definitely thinking about it, but I'm just secretly hoping that some 41 will announce that they're going there, you know? Wow, that would be incredible. That would be incredible. Well, got an exciting episode today. A topic that we've talked about for a long time and wanted to be able to pair it with something coming out, and we finally have that. So today we are doing top five video game adaptations, film adaptations. True, yeah. And I mean, there's not a crazy long list of them, but there's there's a healthy list of them. There is. But how many are good? That's what we're here to tell you. The, the answer is not too many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. They have a bad rep. That's for sure. They definitely have a bad rep, but, but maybe a little bit worse than they deserve. So yeah. we're going to get into that. But before we do, we're going to talk about our spotlight this week, which is a video game adaptation itself, and that is the Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg-led Uncharted. So, Mike, what did you think? Okay, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I thought this was, this was all right. I think it's it's very much, you know, a 2022 movie. Um, you, you get a little a good amount, I think, of what you expect. You know, I think we both like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. They're good. Tati Gabrielle, who was just in You season three, is in it. She's like a villain and she's good. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it works as a, as a fine adventure film. You know, I think they're missing some things from the game, which I am um, just picking up from what other people are saying online. It's not I've never really played the game, but I think as a standalone adventure film, it's pretty fine. It doesn't do a whole lot. It doesn't take too many chances. doesn't blow you away. Uh, I think it's already pegged as being a franchise and there's some post credit scenes that, that indicate as such. So I guess we'll get sequels and we'll see, but I think, you know, it's an enjoyable adventure film. So why not? Okay. I did not know that the, you are, are you actress was in there? Yes. Yeah. She's great. Wow. Okay. This is good stuff. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see this one yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. So good review. All right. Well, it's time to get into the reason that we're really here. Top five video game film adaptations. I think we've just got to dive in, Mike. Okay, let's do it. All right, I'm going to lead us into battle. Let's go. Let's go. Number five, I'm taking us back to 2002 for the first Resident Evil film. Wow, okay. Okay, so... I was trying to figure out what to what to put at number five, because I'm going to be honest. 
there were four that I really wanted to include. And then I was sort of debating between a few more. And it became a pretty clear choice for me that I was going to pick Resident Evil. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So obviously Resident Evil, it's quite a wrong, wow, a wrong, a long running series today. It's probably maybe the video game adaptation that's had the most installments or it's definitely up there. Oh, yeah. What are we up to like seven now, right? Yeah, something crazy like that. And this first one, I, I always remember I was very, very, very excited to see it. Um, I was a fan of the video game and this comes out. We've got Mia Djokovic. We've got Michelle Rodriguez, both actresses that I think are great. And the Resident Evil world just I found it very interesting back then. We've got Raccoon City, the Umbrella Corporation, and it, it it's just, you know, zombies. It's it's all it's a whole thing. So I was very curious to see how they would put it to screen. And to be quite honest, it was one of the first films I saw that was a video game adaptation. I'd I'd seen a couple others when I was very young. This is probably the first one in that sort of phase of our lives where, you know, we're, we're coming of age. We're, we're just getting into our teenage phase and things are leaving lasting impressions on us. And so I just remember really enjoying this film and I, and I, I revisited it this week and, and it doesn't, I, I, I'd say I probably enjoyed about the same, which was, I remembered when I left the movie, the first time I saw it, that I thought, you know, it could have been better, but it's also a solid little, zombie film and with with a couple good characters in there to, to match so i don't know i dug it it was sort of uh the sister film to 28 days later which came out at a similar time i think that movie's better and i'm not saying they necessarily have too many similarities but there was just it was a little bit tonally similar and i dig it for what it is i don't think it's great but it's a watchable movie as you know it's all about Resident Evil Apocalypse, the second one. It's the better <laughs> film. But in the background, like not even really preparing for this app, I've been doing a Resident Evil rewatch because I wanted to watch, uh, what's it, Welcome to Raccoon City, like the reboot that just came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and can confirm Apocalypse is still the best. But the first one, I think, is second best. It's definitely like top three. So I have to give it to you there. Okay. It's also a great origin story. I mean, every other one yes. really jumps off from this one. They don't really follow each other in the most clear way. But yeah, this one works. And I think it's, I like the, what is it? Like the Red Queen like storyline mm-hmm. of it, which is, makes it not quite just zombies. You know, you get the sort of mad scientist type aspect to it. Yeah, I'm into it. I like and I get, and I like that it's sort of like you said, origin story. I think when it came out, everyone was expecting just action and mayhem, and it, and it is a little bit slower paced, like a a real like little bit of a you know slower paced sci fi horror. And and there's action, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely the least action of all the films. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's always why. Sort well, I guess I'd say it was. That's why it's not my favorite, but it also makes it like probably the most sort of competent, coherent film out of all of them. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely. And and of course, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. It's not his only video game film adaptation. No, just it is not. It out there just in case it comes up. No, it is not. Wow. Okay. Please lead us to the next to the next level. That was also great because, you know, I think we have two special rules on the podcast. One is the 
whatever podcast we stole this from rule, which is the I have it higher rule. And another is a little bit of flexibility when it comes to number five. So I think my real number five is probably Resident Evil Apocalypse, but since we already did it, I'm audibling into 2007's Hitman. Wow. Wow. You know, this movie gets a lot of shit, but I don't know, man. Hitman gonna Hitman. What are you what are you expecting out of this movie that you don't get? Some Timothy Olishward? I mean Timmy Olishwigs. Uh Robert Nepper, who's a teabag from uh Prison Break. I mean my guy. I mean, come on. And it, and Doug Ray Scott, who's like the bad guy from Mission Impossible 2, and that's all I could ever think of him in. But um I don't know, man. Like this, you know, Hitman is it's a pretty, you know, the game is pretty easy to explain. It's about a hitman. Um, this guy, Agent 47, and and, and that's carried over here. Um, the story's a bit messy, but anyway, he gets caught in this, like, sort of political mess. And he, yeah, gets into a lot of fights and kills people. Um, you know, and he and Timothy Olishwigs is pretty good. Um, certainly better than, I can't remember who played the hitman in Agent 47 sequel reboot thing. There are times that this movie feels like Transporter 3, which I can tell you is not a good thing. But, uh, it, it, I, you know, I welcome some sleaze. I don't know. I, I, I'll watch anything with Timothy Olyphant, and I'm not going to lie. I enjoy this one. You know what? I think it's – I don't think it's great, but I'm with you that I think it is unfairly critiqued in the sense of people act like it's like one of the worst movies ever, you know? I could I could spend two hours a lot worse than watching Hitman. Yes, and it is. I mean, it's also crazy that like in 2007, a film being distributed by Fox had this much problem. Like like they fired the director, um, sort of after filming, but they fired him for reshoots, um, and then they just cut in scenes from Dark Angel, the TV show, because mm-hmm. like in the beginning, like it's just it's rare that you actually see a movie that was supposed to be sort of as big as this go through so much trouble and i think it yeah i think it comes out all right i'm i'm happy to have it at my number five hey i'm happy that you have it there what is your number four well my friend let me tell you i'm going to that other paul ws anderson film oh no it's 1995's mortal Kombat. oh good lord wow can you believe it this i rewatched this and it was not good so i can't wait for you to tell me well let me tell you i agree But there's a reason it's on my list. There's just some, I have to say, of all the video game adaptations I watched, this one does one of the best jobs of actually feeling like I'm in the world of the video game. Yes, it is cheesy. Some of the acting is hilariously laughable. But man, some of those set pieces, impressive. There was something about watching it that it evoked that true Mortal Kombat feel out of me that none of the other films they've tried to make on it really did. And yeah, it's very 90s and some of it doesn't hold up well at all today. There's a little bit of a charm to it. I don't know. Again, I'm not going to be sitting there watching it all the time, but I had to give it props for the fact that I felt like I really felt like I was in the video game at times. And I I just haven't felt like that in a lot of these video game movies. Okay, so maybe this is the only good thing that I could say about it, but you are right. Like, at the end of the day, it's Mortal Kombat. 
you get a shit ton of the characters adapted. Mm-hmm. The the plot is literally just a martial arts tournament, right? You don't have to worry about anything else going on. It's literally yep. just watching the characters in Mortal Kombat fight. You get Bridget Wilson. Love to see her in there. I, you know, I think that's about it, honestly. I've ran out of good things to say. I Hey, I'm fine with that. I, again, I'm going to be honest. For me, there's not that many video game adaptations. I hate to say it, that I find... And I, I'm a lover of video games that I find that good. And just Mortal Kombat was the one film of all. Well, I don't want to go overboard because I obviously have a top three ahead of these. And those I thought were a lot better than these two films that I just shouted out. But overall, I think Mortal Kombat gives me 1995's version gives me the most of the feel like I'm in the video game. And that's that's worth something to me. So, yeah, I could, I agree with you. We're not slinging out, you know, 10 four-star films here. It's not going to happen, no. uh, which is why I think I like this list so much because there's going to be some, you know, somewhat objectively bad films that we like for one reason or another. And, mm-hmm. you know, we defend them and I love it. So Mortal Kombat. There it is, baby. 1995. Okay. So my number five hitman. Had a 16% Rotten Tomato score. And I'm moving on up because my number four has an 18% Rotten Tomato score. Oh, yeah. And that is, you know, quite a recent film. 2016's Assassin's Creed. Dude, this is like the one movie that I really wanted to get around to that I didn't. So I'm I'm excited to hear you talk about it and then for me to me to check it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, and and Assassin's Creed, you know, I, I it came a little bit after sort of my gaming days, uh, but I've seen a couple of people play it like in college or whatever. So I think I have a good idea for at least how the game works. Um, and this movie is like set in the same world as it, uh, but it has like its own storyline to it. Um, so the Assassin's Creed is like, or Assassin's Brotherhood, I guess, is there this like, uh, I don't know, almost ancient, but anyway, like historic organization that fights against the Knights Templar. Um, in this case, they're protecting this artifact. You don't have to worry about any of that. And our kind of main character is Michael Fassbender. Pretty solid, I would say, especially for a video game adaptation. Um, and then there's kind of like two sort of mad scientist characters, uh, a father-daughter, um, father Jeremy Irons, daughter Marianne Cotillard. So I'm in. And, you know, you get your Assassin's Creed world where they have a lot of crazy fight scenes, which I think really, they really kind of evoke the game, which is more like about like, you know, quickness and stealth and like parkour and they have their own kind of style to them. So I think that's cool. And then you also have, you know, a plot line happening in like the modern world with this like shadowy company, which is part of the game, actually. Um, And they are doing this mad scientist stuff. There's kind of this like psychodrama and like. Maybe not mindfuck quite, but like mindfuck-ish sort of future dystopian tech aspect about it. Um, And you get enough about Michael Fassbender's character to kind of empathize empathize with where he's going. And and yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it could be a little bit cleaner. You know, the setup's a little bit long, but I think of all the video game adaptations, this is the one that maybe tries to do the most um, with with what they have and. There's, there's definitely good action sequences, which I think is the main reason why you watch video game movies. So I would check it out. Okay. I'm in. I think everyone else is too. 
give it a go. And and I forgot to say that Justin Kurtzel directed this. He directed an awesome film called The Snowtown Murders, if you haven't heard it. Um, but he's like an Australian director who's pretty dope. So Assassin's Creed, 18% Rotten Tomatoes. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. How dare you are. How dare you RT? My next film has no rating at all. So anyway, we're we're gonna continue the Rotten Tomatoes battle. Oh wow, okay, okay. I like it. I can't wait to get there. Um before we do, I'm gonna take us to quite a recent film that really impressed me. And oh. that is 2018's Tomb Raider. Oh wow, okay, yeah. I was really kind of shocked when I saw this in theaters. So I went, I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. Why not? Uh, I didn't think the Angelina Jolie ones personally were that great. I didn't think they were bad either. But uh, anyways, this one's got Alicia uh, Vikander, Dominic West, Walton Goggins from Justified, of course, and many other things, vice principals. And I thought this was such a good like reboot for tomb I, I was a big tomb raider guy when i was younger of the video big fan of the video games she's a great great lara croft i love how they set this one up i really like how the story plays out i think that there's good characters in here i think walton walton goggins plays a good uh bad guy i think she does a really good job with the role and similar a bit of a similar thing that I'm going to say to Mortal Kombat is I think this is the other one of the other films that I find most replicates a little bit of the video game feel. So I'd say the last act of, of this film, you really feel like you're in a video game, the way that it's shot and the action sequences dealing with the tomb that they're going into. And it, it really evoked like a sense of nostalgia of like playing the video game in me. And, and I really very much respect that. And I thought they had some good side characters in here. I thought Daniel Wu was great as Lou Ren. Uh, and they set it up very nicely to potentially do more uh, films if they ever do. I know that they've been talking about it, but I don't believe it's been officially greenlit yet. But I, I definitely think Alicia Vikander, I hope I'm saying her last name right. I, I always mess it up. But uh I think she kills it. Yeah, I think we're pretty much on the same page. I mean, for me, this is the best of the Tomb Raider movies. I would be interested to see where they could go with the sequel because I think they do quite a bit of sort of character setup development in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she makes a good Lara Croft. And I think, yeah, this is the best sort of put together film. It's maybe lacking a little bit of the kind of over-the-top awesomeness of the earlier ones, but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely the best that we've got so far. Yeah, I, th- I think they just did a really solid job. It's it's nothing unbelievable, but it, but it's it's an actual solid movie. Like, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like that's pretty difficult for me to say about video game adaptations. And like, this is a solid adventure film. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, so check it out if you haven't yet. Okay, so... There's a pretty limited list of video game adaptation movies, um, but it would not be a list of mine unless I could sneak a mic pick in there. Oh, baby. Deep Cut. We're going Deep Cut here, but from 2012. And this is based on a game I've never heard of. Oh, my God. And it is a Japanese film called Ace Attorney. I've funny enough heard of this film. But I have not, I don't know the game either. I've only heard of it in like this conversation, basically, about video game adaptations. But, you know, it's directed by T- 
Takashi Miike, who's done some great Japanese horror films that have gotten play, certainly like Audition, um, Ichi the Killer, things like that. And it, I guess this film was pretty big in Japan, uh, certainly was not over here. And it is, yeah, I don't even know, man. This movie is like, it, it follows this, this well, attorney named Phoenix Wright. Um, and he is like just kind of starting his very first case when we start the movie. And he very quickly gets brought into this like web of um, kind of court proceedings and crime and the the way that like in this future world, the way that court is done is almost like very similar to Judge Judy. And then there's just it's just this is this is even for me, this is bonkers. Like it's it's ludicrous, but it's also funny and clever. It's way over the top. Like there's spirit mediums, there's like a brief stint, like all breaked into the story. There's like a brief stint with the Japanese equivalent of the Loch Ness monster. There's like zany side characters, and and you never really doubt that it's gonna like bring itself together in the end, and it does, but it's like a very complicated uh, mixture of like all kinds of different crime and court cases going on uh, with just crazy details. So I I don't know. This is like, I think there are people out there that will love this, but it's definitely way different than you'd get from probably anything else we'll come up with on our list. So I I really enjoyed it. And and I think uh, it's definitely worth, worth pressing play. Okay. I'm down. I'm sober down. There's also an anime anime series about this. I don't know if that's people's thing, but apparently oh, really? this is a thing. Ace Attorney. Who knew? Ace Attorney. Okay. I'm writing it down right now. Well, it really would not be a list without a mic pick like that. Love that. All right. We're at number two. And I'm going to take us to a video game adaptation that I think is severely underrated. And that is just watched it for the first time this week. Can't believe I didn't go see this one in theaters. 2014's Need for Speed. Wait, Town, can I tell you? Please. It's my number two. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Need for Speed kicks ass. It's awesome. It's so underrated. Oh my god. I'm like, what? Like, you sort of get this Fast and Furious slash, like, actual... um. It's almost like Fast and Furious mixed with what's that movie I love with Christian Bale and Matt Damon? Oh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, it's almost like a little bit of a Ford also with like Ferrari. Cannonball Run in the middle, where they have like totally. a cross country race. Dude, really, really, I, I don't know how this got such awful reviews. You know what? The audience scores goes to show that people actually do enjoy this movie because. On IMDb, it's sitting at a 6.4. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 22% from the critics. And I'm not saying this is like the greatest score of all time, but that jumps to a 57 from the audience, which is a lot different. Um, Yeah, I agree. And this movie, you know, I think it's also recognized as a flop, but it did very well internationally. So I don't think it lost money necessarily. And what a cast. What a cast. Insane cast. I mean, and, and, and a lovable cast that has a fantastic chemistry together. Agreed. You know, our main character is Aaron Paul, but then his buddies, Rami Malik. Yep. Maybe his most likable character ever. I'm just going to say that. 1000% agree. 
he he isn't very likable after this. And this is just before he got um, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Such a likable character for him. Imogen Poots? Brief stints I mean, by Dakota Johnson? Kit Cuddy playing a crazy pilot that has unreal. his own hilarious storylines that just like keeps <laughs> delivering funny jokes throughout the entire entire movie? Michael Keaton? What's his Are, character doing? It's amazing. It, Michael Keaton is so ridiculous in this. I cannot even handle it. He plays this like, yeah, like enigmatic sort of streamer guy that puts on this crazy race. And then, yep. yeah. And then, yeah, like we said, it's like it's every racing movie plot line put into one film. Yes, yes, yes. And Dominic Cooper plays like the yes. villain, so to say. And yes. Um, and also we have to shout out Ramon Rodriguez because oh, his character is a great, great little. But 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 dude, it's unbelievable. Like, I do not know. I mean, if you like fun fun movies, if you like fun type blockbusters, yes. especially if you're into the Fast and Furious type movie, this is such a fun film. It's a road movie. It's a revenge movie. It's a racing movie. A fresh out of prison movie? Just somewhere oh in the middle God. there? And like, honestly, a believable budding romance throughout the film. Like like a charming one that's nice to see put to screen. I, I agree. I agree. And it's it's yeah, it's somewhere between like modern day blockbuster and like just full on B movie. So don't worry about the ridiculous plot holes. It's just a, a great time. It's just a great time. And it's like, yeah, I can't say enough about how it's such a fun cast. It's a great, fun movie. And I mean, any movie headed up by Aaron Paul. And this is a great role for him, if I'm being honest. It sort of bums me out that like the movie wasn't received well because I hope it didn't bum him out. I hope he knows he actually made something that was a pretty damn fun ride here. And it's a, it's a good job all around. I'm, I'm, how do you say her name again? Imogen Poots? Imogen, Imogen Poots, Poots, yeah. She's great. She's, she's, she's great. great. She wins you over as she wins over the main character too. Like you said, you really believe in their romance and you're, you're rooting for it. And Cuddy never has to win anyone over. He's just great in anything he's ever in. <sighs> wow. And and yeah, like you said, I think I think Aaron Paul's a good cast here. I think he really does a lot with the role. Though I will say, I don't know if you do this, but mm-hmm. there there was there is an alternate world because this the role was offered to Taylor Kitsch. And I just want to say yep. because while we don't want Aaron Paul to be kicked out of the film, he actually originally auditioned for Dominic Cooper's role as the bad You're guy. Hitting. So we could have got a Kitsch Paul. Wow. No offense to Dominic Cooper. He does great. But wow, that would have just been like. Wow. I'm going to be honest, though. I don't know if I could view Aaron Paul as the bad guy. Like, not just because I've seen it the other way. Just like he is a good guy to me. Taylor Kitsch would also be tough. But I feel like I'd believe him more as the bad guy than Paul. Ooh, that's not a bad idea as well. Flip, flip, hit, flip it that way. Get Taylor Kitsch in there. Maybe the sequel. Kitsch comes in as a new bad guy. Give us a sequel, people. This is a fun movie. Lots of fun. Lots of good practical effects too. Uh, we didn't talk about that. I mean, it's it's just got everything. Well, that's what I really liked about it too. That was another thing I liked about it that it was a lot of practical effects, and you could tell. It's like you can tell when all this shit is just done with CGI, and I. I really thought this was this is slept on. Like, I don't know how the hell 
This got a 22%. I, this is a fun time at the movie theater. Completely agree. I'm so glad that you watched it and loved it. Same, my friend. Same. Uh, what a great number two for both of us. So, okay, so that's your number one, right? Moment of truth. Moment okay. of truth, my friend. Go. I'm going to be honest. I toggled between Need for Speed and my number one okay. quite a few times. And and I'm going to also be honest and say they're really interchangeable for me, but you have to make a decision, and I made a decision. My number one, 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog. I have to tell you I'm a fan. You're a fan? I'm a fan. Is it your number one? No. Wow. Well, I love that you're a fan. Can I also, before I get distracted and forget this, Say one of the most ridiculous, like fun facts ever for the video game f- film adaptation genre. Both Need for Speed and Sonic the Hedgehog make a Keanu Reeves speed reference. Oh, what's the what's what's in Need for Speed? I remember it in Sonic. I'm trying to remember, but it, it's in Sonic. It's obviously much more obvious. It's like playing on TV, but. In Need for Speed, it's a line. They bring up. Oh, it might be like Cuddy says it. Like I think like it he's is talking Cuddy. to him in traffic. You know what I mean? He's saying it's yes, like, yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. that's like yes, yes, that is it. He's yeah. he's looking from above, and there's that bus coming at them. Yes, and he's like, oh, it's like Keanu in Speed. But I was like, how funny is that? Like, I mean, the man's a legend. I mean, the man is a goddamn legend. So I mean, that obviously bumped both of these movies up to the top just right there. Anywho. Sonic the Hedgehog, if you knew me growing up, I loved Sonic. I never had a Sega, but my next door neighbor who was a little bit older than me did. I'd go over there. I'd play the Sonic games. I just think the world is so, so fun, fascinating. I think he's a great character. And I just I've always been a massive fan. I've always thought it would make a really good movie And I always wondered why they hadn't done it. And then they finally did. And you know what? I'm pretty damn happy with the result. You know, you've got Ben Schwartz voicing Sonic. You've got our man, James Mardson, playing sort of our other main character, Tom. You've got Jim Carrey, the one and only, playing Dr. Robotnik, the villain. And... We've got some other fun people in there as well. Just just a really quick shout out to Michael Hogan, who uh, is only in a very limited role, but was obviously a legend on Battlestar Galactica. So have to have to shout him out. But anyways, I think they do a really good job here. Like it's a really fun family friendly. Like this is fun for the whole family. This one, it's got legitimate charm and just warm heartedness. It's one of those movies you're going to leave with a smile on your face. You know, it's a road movie, also in a way similar to Need for Speed, but even more so. And yeah, I think they do a good portrayal of Sonic. I love the little, there's some Easter eggs, you know, that relate to the video games. I love how they do the opening credits as well as the the end credits and, and the opening scene. I think Jim Carrey does a pretty solid job Sort of like toes the line of like reminding me of obviously the villain in Sonic and almost like an Agent Smith, but like a, a family movie Agent Smith. And I think James Martin absolutely kills it. Just a great, great choice to be the buddy of Sonic in this. And I love the setting in Montana, then to San Francisco. It's yeah, 
I'm just all about this movie, man. Like, it's really solid. And I've heard from a couple of people that saw it. So it was a new watch for me this week. And, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's, you know, adult enough to watch. I It does have a bit of a lull in the middle for me, but I, I really dig the setup. And obviously it does land on its feet. I think, like you said, James Marsden's great. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun enough that I'm looking forward to the sequel, you know? And I agreed. I we're going to get, you know, we're getting Tails. We're getting which I'm Knuckles. very excited about. And Knuckles, which is going to be Idris. Idris Elba, absolutely incredible, and and yeah, I mean, a big big Sonic fan. I had a, I didn't, uh, I was a Nintendo guy growing up, obviously. Same, um, same. But uh, yeah, I had a Sega Game Gear. Uh, oh, if anybody remembers that? So yeah, big Sonic fan. Um, and yeah, I was. I think this is. I'm happy that it made the list. I really am. I just feel like, well, besides that, I was a, that I'm a fan. You know, also, I can really get down with these these family friendly, you know. Just fun, warm hearting, you know, heartwarming movies. And this one really hit it for me. And the reason it edged, it's so tough. This and Need for Speed are so almost interchangeable for me, even though they're different films. But I think just my long love of Sonic and the fact that I think as an adaptation, this does a better job, obviously, that I gave this one the edge as my number one. Okay. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I think it's a good, a very good pick. And we're, yeah, you, you've worked your way through most of my honorables, actually. So uh, I'm Amazing. a big fan of, yeah, yeah. I mean, not Mortal Kombat, but like the others, yeah. There we go. There we go. Okay, my number one. Give it to us. The only film on my list that's actually more fun than Need for Speed. Wow. Starring uh, not not just one of Town's favorite actors, but one of his favorite personalities, as a human, especially oh as it relates to his career as an actor, oh <laughs> especially when it comes to his relation with <laughs> the Familia. Oh my God, you didn't. We are going to 2018's Rampage. Oh, oh my God. What a fantastic film this is. Um, this is like basically everything I could ever want in a film put in a box. I mean, it is. So it's based on a game and it's very, very loosely based on the game. I mean, they bring in the monsters from the game and the... I honestly forgot to even like include it in the the world of this topic, and it absolutely is involved. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the, the monkey's name is George, and those same monsters are there. There's a big wolf, and there's a big gator thing, and there's a big monkey. And that's it. That's where like the, the reference to the actual game ends, which I actually think, if you could say this about a movie like Rampage... Is, is kind of a smart choice. I think the way that they go is the right way to do it. But other than that, I mean, this is just three gigantic monsters eating the shit out of people and Chicago. You get a massive downtown Chicago set piece, which is, you know, always appealing to my heart. And it's just, you know, B-movie, monster movie, animal attack movie, bananas. And it's got The Rock. Uh, it's got Joe Manganiello. Uh, of you know Magic Mike fame, and it's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's just fantastic in this. It's like one of his best roles ever. He's just incredibly charming, and you just love his character. And there's many, many things I could say about this movie that are not good, but it has a giant flying wolf in it, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I hate to admit that I haven't seen this, and I've been meaning to see it since it hit theaters like i was gonna see it in theaters in 2018 
And then life has just led me down a path of not seeing this movie, which is very, very sad. I can't believe you don't want to see The Rock play a primatologist. (laughs) It's just incredible. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't wait. And I also, you will find very funny that I was just endlessly just sort of picked on this past weekend by the one and only David Kramer for the whole Fast and Furious rock snap. <laughs> it was brought up at the, uh, we were staying at a house with a uh, a family who's, the, the parents I hadn't really met before more than maybe one time. And the situation was brought up and I was being just so just like chill about it and very just like mild mannered. And Kramer was just losing his mind laughing, just being like, Justin is just putting on a show right now. Like he wants to scream at you right now. Like he wants to scream at you, telling you you're wrong, and that the Rock has ruined the familia. Just it was great. I tell you what, that sounds like a party wave. That's <laughs> party wave, Kramer. That one's for you. And and on the video game episode for our guy, if you don't know our guy David Kramer, he you know works on Call of Duty Mobile, and is just a big big video game guy, both both professionally and for fun so party dave this one's dedicated to your party wave wow i mean just a beautiful i I can't even say anything else about rampage just a beautiful send send off let's let's just recap i think let's recap so okay at number five i have 2002's resident evil number four i have 1995's mortal Kombat, and number three i have 2018's tomb raider number two 2014's fantastic film need for speed and at number one 2020 sonic the hedgehog okay i am number five 2007's hitman uh number four 2016's assassin's creed uh number three 2012's ace attorney number two the incredibly underrated 2004 need for speed and number one 2018's rampage yes oh great lists all around and very interesting that i mean video game adaptations are a relatively new thing a lot of our films on our lists were in the last decade or so and i believe maybe the first one ever on a mainstream level was in 93 right super mario bros yeah yeah that's the first one i could think of yeah yeah and i gotta say that's one of my one of the rare films we haven't mentioned yet that is on my honorable mentions I know many people find it horrible. I have a soft spot for it. I watched it quite a few times when I was a little kid. And look, they tried to go, they tried to do something with it. And maybe it didn't all work, but I love John Leguizamo. And uh, I thought they did a solid job. I mean, it's not, it's not good, but it's fun enough that if it's on TV, I will absolutely sit there with it on and have a good time. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. So when I watch it now, it's mostly for nostalgia. Uh, definitely has not aged well. But uh, well, we're getting we're getting a new one, right? We're getting a new something. Mario. Yeah, which so. I'm very excited about. I hope that it's good. And that's, you know, that's the thing also. It's, it's, it's a recent thing. And it's as as just the concept of, say, gaming is getting more and more popular. You know, we're getting more and more. Sonic 2 coming out. We just got Uncharted, which we talked about, obviously. We're getting a Mario movie and, and on and on and on. So it's cool. 
It's very cool. You have any honorables or we hit them all pretty much? The only thing that I want to call out that we haven't said is uh, Werewolves Within. Uh, I actually just watched that about a month ago, um, and I didn't even know it was a video game adaptation. So, yeah, it's it's all right. It's interesting. Kind of a small movie, you know, kind of a, a cast you would know, but, like, not necessarily huge names. But I think it gets the job done. You know, if you like horror, like werewolves, like video games, I think it'll tick any of those boxes. Okay. I'll shout out one more that's almost – I mean, it is cheating, and that's why it's not on the official list – Uh, But a movie that I love that incorporates a lot about video games, but it's not an adaptation. Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I accept that as a cheat. Fair enough. Okay. I love it. I love it. Good little cheat. That's it. Done as done can be. Go check out Uncharted if you want. We've also got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out this year. So definitely check that out once it's time. Yeah, it's been a fun week. We cannot wait to see you next week. If you want to check out our Patreon, just drop the bonus episode there as well. Always fun, fun content coming out there. You can find us on Instagram at Top Dives and Deep Dives, Twitter at Top Dives, and we will see you next week. Peace, guys. Top Dives and Deep Dives with Town of PTM. Top Dives and Deep Dives with Town of PTM. Top Dives and Deep Dives with Town of PTM. Party wave!